Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Welcome to The World in 10, your daily roundup of the biggest stories from across the world as seen through the eyes of the Times of London. I'm Alex Dibble. And I'm Eleanor Shearwood. The shooting of a policeman shocks the UK. The rot at the core of Turkey's construction industries exposed. And the voice of English football has died. It's a dark night and a man goes to his local sports club in County Tyrone in Northern Ireland to coach a football session. His son is one of the boys he's coaching. This was last night, and Assistant Chief Constable Mark McEwen describes what happened next. John was finishing up. He was accompanied by his young son and, in fact, putting footballs into the the boot of his car uh, when two gunmen appeared, fired multiple shots. John ran a short distance and as he fell to the ground the gunmen continued to fire shots at him. At this time there were many other young people, children, awaiting pickup by their parents and those children ran for cover in sheer terror towards the, the centre. John, who he refers to in that clip, is John Caldwell, who is actually a senior officer in the Northern Ireland Police. He has investigated terror groups and organised criminal gangs in the past. They've made three arrests on this so far, and actually the people they've arrested are suspected dissident Republicans. For those of you who aren't familiar, those are the people that fought against peace agreements in Ireland. I think what sticks out to me most about this case is that Mm. it brings up the question of, are police officers ever safe? Because Caldwell was off duty. Yeah, and I suppose the relationship between the police and the public is going to be different everywhere. Um, But it is a brutal reminder of the danger of policing. John Caldwell, as we record this, is fighting for his life in hospital. And as well as that, it raises another issue that police have to deal with. Chief Constable Simon Byrne is the head of the Police Service of Northern Ireland. John's colleagues are understandably extremely distressed by last night's shooting. However, they remain resolute and committed to bringing those responsible for this heinous crime to justice. And I suppose it must be really difficult for the police in this situation in particular, because not only are they having to cope with what's happened to one of their colleagues and deal with this emotionally, but they're also having to deal with this professionally and investigate what's happened. Now, we've all heard about the horrors of the earthquakes in Turkey and Syria, but today we're learning that people died as a result of poorly constructed buildings. This is a story that's been brewing for years, and it's about PFIs. Yeah, that's right. So the way it works is that the government gets private companies to build assets, uh, such as roads or buildings, etc., and companies then lease them back to the government over a fixed period of time. 
Exactly. So the government has been spending money on building more of these rather than fixing up the poorly built buildings they've already got. Now, we all know Turkey is a country that has lots of fault lines in Mm. it. I've been speaking to Hannah Lucinda Smith. She's the Times correspondent based there. She's been speaking to a man whose grandma died in the earthquake. She was in hospital at the time and the wing she was staying in collapsed. Now, Hannah Lucinda Smith says this has been a problem for a while and it's because there's rot at the core of Turkey's construction industry. Everybody knows that every level... There's just heads being turned the other way or corruption or incompetence. So the interesting thing is, you know, since the earthquake, what the government's trying to do is to really look like it's going after the constructors. It wants all the attention to be on them. So there's been hundreds of arrest warrants issued. There's been some really high profile constructors arrested. But everybody knows it's, yes, the constructors are to blame, but also it's the local municipalities from all parties not doing the oversight of old buildings. Turkey's state prosecutor has now actually opened a case and is going to start assessing who's liable for it, which companies, which people, etc. But the fear is, according to Hannah Lucinda Smith, that the state is so controlled by loyalists that nothing will really come of that case. Exactly. This is a story based in Turkey, but it's not entirely unfamiliar. Corruption in construction is something that's been coming up for years and years. I mean, if we look to ourselves here in the UK, we need to only think back as far as the Grenfell Tower tragedy in 2017. It is not often that Grown men in the office are struggling to hold back tears, but that was the case today in our building because we got news this morning that John Motson, uh, the iconic BBC football commentator, has died at the age of 77. He has been, for many people, the voice of football in this country for decades and decades. And at one point, actually, a scientific study proved that his was the best voice for commentary. Remarkable. But he's not only famous for that, he's also famous for his sheepskin coat, like Del Boy from Only Fools and Horses. <laughs> the speakers in our building have been playing great lines from him all of today. I think you've got a top three? Yeah, so this is just my favourites. This isn't an exact science or anything like that, but I've got three for you. Uh, this first one is the moment that launched him in 1972, all those years ago, okay. when a tiny team called Hereford United were playing <laughs> Newcastle United in the FA Cup, the world's greatest football competition, when a ball falls to a midfielder that nobody's heard of 35 yards from goal. Oh, what a goal! What a goal! Radford the scorer! Ronnie Radford! The crowd are invading the pitch! For me, that moment has absolutely everything. So that was the first one, 1972. The second one I'll give to you now is Germany versus England, classic matchup between old rivals in 2001. This is a qualifying match to determine whether they're going to play in the World Cup. What happens is Germany take the lead and then England, quite remarkably, to everybody's surprise, score three. Michael Owen has two of them and then... His words just perfectly married what was going on and England ended up winning that match very famously 5-1. So that's number two. I know. 
brilliant. And then the final one is from the FA Cup final in 1988. So at the time, Liverpool were the best team in the country. They played the silky football, but they were beaten in the FA Cup final by Wimbledon, who were a team of hard men. The crazy gang have beaten the culture club. Wimbledon have destroyed Liverpool's dreams of the double. Another iconic line. It's worth saying that you can read the full obituary for John Motson on the Times website, but I thought we'd leave this little section celebrating him with him having the final word. Uh, And this is John Motson speaking about that last line of commentary, that famous line. I don't claim a great deal of credit for it because everybody called Wimbledon the crazy gang. Mm. And of course, Boy George was in the charts, wasn't he, with Camacameleon, with the culture club. And, And Liverpool played the cultured football. So it just came out. And I didn't think to myself... People will remember this with a few, a few, in a few years' time. It never even occurred to me. The thing about commentary lines is the best ones come out when you haven't planned them. Now, for the first time, someone in government has intervened on the Prince Harry saga. I'm sure we can all remember many lines from his book Spare, but there's one that stands out about how many Taliban soldiers Harry killed. Indeed, and the Defence Secretary of the United Kingdom has now weighed in on those remarks. He's actually accused Prince Harry of boasting and said that he let down his former colleagues in the army by saying that. I'm joined now by Gemma Fox, who's an assistant foreign editor. What stories are you guys working on at the moment? So we've got two really good stories that I'd recommend for our listeners coming out later from the US. The first one is a great story on how the US Army is actually going to pay for its female employees to travel out of state if they need to get an abortion, which could impact as many as 80,000 personnel. And then there's also, for some light relief, a fun story coming out on what they've called the reverse boomerang effect. So there are more parents who are now deciding to move back in with their children, despite being of working age, which I can imagine will fill some listeners with horror. And it's for a variety of factors, including rising childcare costs, living costs, but also just changing attitudes towards family structures. That's it for today's World in 10. Don't forget, you can read more on these stories by taking out a Times Digital subscription. We'll be back tomorrow to bring you a special episode marking one year since Russia invaded Ukraine. We'll see you then. 